0: You're listening to The Parking Podcast. Views and opinions are my own. The Parking Podcast is brought to you by Vade. Vade helps cities understand and manage the curb by measuring when, where, and why it's used with wireless cameras and computer vision. Vade powers data-driven decisions that reduce congestion, improve pedestrian and bicycle safety, and better serve today's demand. Learn more at vade.ai. This episode is brought to you by Parker Technology, the customer experience solution of choice in the parking industry. Parker Solution puts a virtual ambassador in every lane to help parking guests pay and get on their way in under a minute. Parker helps capture revenue, provides better customer service, enables your staff to focus on other on-site tasks, and keeps traffic moving, all according to your business rules. With the Parker Solution, you'll also enjoy access to real-time call data and recordings. Learn more at helpmeparker.com slash parkingpodcast welcome back to another episode of the parking podcast with us today is gwen bolden director of on street and metered services at pittsburgh parking authority how are you doing today gwen
1: i'm great isaiah thank you for asking yeah we had no. changing weather here in pittsburgh so if i can get used to 70 degrees yesterday and 30 degrees today i'll be okay
0: <laughs> yeah no it's it's crazy. Even in Tennessee, it's 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 fifty and raining one day, and then seventy eight and sunny the the next. Literally, that just happened this week. Uh, so it's 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 crazy out there for sure. But thank you so much for joining. It means a lot. And also, don't want to give spoilers, but we also have Dave Honorado on after after you. So we are we are all things Pittsburgh uh, the next few weeks. So uh, thanks for uh for joining the podcast. I love it. All right, so. I know you know we've worked together on the cap board, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But I did not know how extensive your resume was from working at different universities, such as UNCW, which I'm very familiar with, with the Wilmington area, UTSA, University of Oregon, Washington University of St. Louis, and now all the way to Pittsburgh Parking Authority. So, where did it all begin, though? How how in the world did you get into the world of parking?
1: So yeah, you only mentioned the things that show on LinkedIn.
0: <laughs> exactly. <There's laughs> I even started
1: more. I started as a part-time meter checker with the city of Oakland back in California. Then I moved into a full time position with UC Berkeley. So it's it's been a while, it's been ongoing, but it's been one of those things that you fall into something and it turns into a great career.
0: Wow. That's awesome. And so you was it Like an enforcement officer or meter, maintenance, meter collection?
1: We were called meter checkers back in the day. So that's the equivalent of uh, a parking enforcement officer.
0: Wow, that's so great. I know I don't know if you know Cindy Campbell. She also started off as a PEO and kind of was running universities and cities down the road. So I love Romy Valero started off as a parking enforcement officer, as did his son Matthew. So it's amazing how many PEOs, frontline staff, are now running Large operations like Pittsburgh Parking Authority. So that's really cool. And I love that you have the the street cred, you know that yeah, when you're talking to your team now and working in uh, on street and meter services, you've been there. You've done that. You've had the angry customer. You know what it's like to to walk outside in a hundred degree weather or in the rain or the element. so
1: absolutely, uh, really, really. when cool. I was at, when I was at UC Berkeley, I had a really, really good director who really emphasized employee growth and development, especially among his management team. So we were really lucky to have someone that was really into building strong leadership in their in their organization. So we were even way back then we were involved with then IPI, now IPMI, and our regional uh, conferences which then was CPPA. And that's now CMPA. So we had great tools. We had great encouragement and we actually used the information in our work environment. So I always try to give him props. And yeah. I, although we didn't get along very well back in the day, <laughs> he pushed a lot of buttons, but he was really, really good at setting a great example and teaching me so much about the, the industry. So I always sent him well wishes on his birthday, but he did really set a good example for
0: us. That's great. Yeah. And I, one of our strategic partners is IPMI and they do a great job with Cindy and their frontline training. And mm-hmm. um, I love when I go to state and regional conferences and the host city kind of brings in all their parking enforcement officers or cashiers to to go to the, to the trade show, to the trade floor and go to some of the seminars. And. Really invest with them uh, in them when when it's, you know, maybe in their city or nearby where they yeah. can drive a bus load up. but um, it is really yeah.
1: way more economical to be able to participate in those regional conferences and bring the additional staff. It also lets you see who's really, really interested in moving forward and really building a career. So that really helped,
0: oh, absolutely. And I love when they're hungry and they're they're wanting more and they're wanting to take on more.
1: I, I think there's, there's great resources out there. And when we can get our enforcement officers and supervisors involved at that level, it just helps them to grow further in their career.
0: Absolutely. I love it. I love it. This episode is brought to you by Tez Technology. Since 1993, Tez has developed innovative text-based mobile solutions designed to streamline operations, increase efficiency, and improve overall customer experiences. My favorite is the ability to pay for parking without having to download an app. Tez Solutions includes SMS valet, text-to-park, permit-to-park, and much more. I think every organization or city or university should be adding Tez to their payment options arsenal. Learn more about Tez at tezhq.com. You started in Oakland and you worked for a, a wide array of universities, now Pittsburgh Parking Authority. What do you like better? Put you on the spot or, I don't know, talk about the pros and cons of municipalities or cities as far as working in those positions.
1: You know what? I think it really depends at uh, on what level you are when you're working. Luckily, I've gotten a chance to be in management at the uh, on a university campus and also in a city. But as an enforcement officer, I remember coming from the city of Oakland where we wrote tickets to everyone and didn't we always tried to have the best level of customer service, but it wasn't really customer friendly. (laughs) Um, Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and I talk about that too. Like, Hey, this, this theory is, is parking enforcement customer service. We give them customer service training, but we're not really selling a cert. You know, it's, if you say, thank you, come again, after getting a ticket, you may get, you'll have an angry customer. If you say, uh, my pleasure after smacking a, a boot on a right. car, you know, so it's like we're enforcing, but we still have to interact with the public. I like Julie Dixon calls it kind of that parking enforcement diplomacy. Uh, so it's, it's balancing the needs of your stakeholders, being respectful, helping the community right. through safety, cruising, turnover, revenue. So I like uh, talking about that as well. So that's interesting.
1: I like to, I like to tell my officers that they, their job is to protect the parking resources of the city, so they're hmm. doing their job when they make sure that those resources are used correctly, and it kind of builds up their morale a little, a little bit. Also, they get so much flack out there in the streets that <laughs> yeah. if we can just change the mindset, especially with with them, then it makes it easier for them to deal in the public. If they know that they're out there really protecting the city's resources, that just seems to make it
0: better. That's a great way to put it. And you just mentioned your PEO. So kind of what's it, what's it like managing the on street meter services at Pittsburgh parking authority? So, you know, how many, what's your staff like? What's your, how many meters, spaces, technology? Kind of what's your day to day? What keeps you up at night? Tell us a little bit about your role.
1: Right now, being a parking authority, we work very closely with the city of Pittsburgh. We're not city employees, but we report to a board of directors um, that's selected by the mayor. So we are the we we're kind of the business partners for the city of Pittsburgh. Um we're stewards of the city's parking resources and I just love the partnership that we have. We get to enforce their rules. Um yeah. currently we've got 975 I think that's close, multi-space meters. Um and oh, wow. that's on street and off street. It's about 9500 parking spaces. And then we have Whoa. thirty residential so,
0: zones. first of all, how many multi-space meters? Nine
1: hundred and seventy-five.
0: A lot of cities don't have nine hundred seventy-five spaces no. or single meters. You're talking about kiosk multi-space pay stations, right?
1: Correct. They cover That's, about ninety-five wow. hundred parking spaces.
0: My goodness, and Gwen! Wow. When
1: our meters went in, we made sure that we put we over-metered the city. So we wanted mm. to make sure that it was still convenient. We didn't want single space meters anymore, but they were they were convenient. So you didn't have to work walk further than a few feet to hit to hit a kiosk.
0: And I, if I remember, I can't. You know, I remember reading a bunch of articles about Pittsburgh was always in the parking magazines. They were always doing something mm-hmm. kind of groundbreaking. Was it the first to use? Like mobile apps, or was it was it the kiosk kind of? We were, were we were the know, first
1: to use pay by plate technology.
0: That's what it was. Yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, well, Wallet, you keep going. Yeah, talk about the operation. I'm sure you'll get to that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. And cu- currently we we've got 17 full time officers and about eight part time, but the that's about half the staff that we had pre COVID. You know, COVID wow. took a hit on everyone. Our our enforcement team took a drastic hit. So we're trying to rebuild that now.
0: Mm. Is it, it's a
1: work in progress. Everyone's having problems with recruiting.
0: So that was my question. Is it that there's the cars aren't parking where you don't need the staff or the demands there where it's hard to recruit?
1: No, the the, car, the cars are back. Um yeah. it's hard to recruit staff. Yeah. That's... The cars are back on the street and in our parking lots not so much in our downtown uh, parking garages. We still haven't gotten to full capacity in our garages.
0: Yeah. I've been talking a lot of other cities and they're saying the same thing that people are still, you know, they're picking up their food, they're running their errands, they're Mm -hmm. they're getting out. And that for events, people are still going to concerts. So you got that event revenue. But what we're not seeing is the monthly contract parking. But some of them are saying the revenue hasn't taken a big hit because a lot of these big companies were on waiting lists. And so they're still paying for these oh, spaces no, for their hybrid we've, employees. We've uh, taken a
1: big hit as far as our folks uh, that are coming so, downtown to work. Yeah, um, yeah. Our our lease parking still isn't up to where it was. I think we're about at sixty percent.
0: Wow. Yeah. And I was talking to someone in DC, and that you know their their big employee employee customer base is government workers, and they're still remote working, so they're taking hits. So yeah, that's and I hope that I I. I I have been looking for jobs and some of the, I talked about this on another podcast, but episode that that some of the jobs are now saying, you know, hybrid now or remote, but plan Mm -hmm. to be in the office as of January 1st, 2024. I don't know if we'll see that, but that sure helped the monthly parking revenue. But I think
1: we had a lot of people that have just really changed their mindset on what work looks like. You know, Mm. if they've got the option to work from home, if they've got the option to only have one parent work and the other stay at home, because there's so mm. many children being homeschooled now, COVID may put a major shift in our operations.
0: Yeah, we we talked about too again on with another podcast, but that even cities, you know, I, I'm sure you you do a lot of RFPs and that's requests for proposals for those that don't know. Mm-hmm. But and it used to be the city's Pittsburgh parking door, they would have. You know, mandatory pre-bid meetings where everyone in the world that's interested has to fly in from across the country to attend right. the reading of the proposal, and then, and then you'd have presentations, and they'd all fly back, and then you'd have contract negotiations, and they'd fly back. But now we're seeing a lot of cities saying are okay with the remote technology for that. You know, they hate that they're losing the revenue from people coming downtown and spending their money at their restaurants and hotels, but they understand, you know, that. It's just as convenient and efficient to do this over a Teams or Zoom call than it is yeah. to fly everyone in. But yeah.
1: I just wish I would have created Zoom.
0: <laughs> yeah. Talk about <laughs> who man. saw that coming. Yeah. <laughs> who had the magic eight ball for that? That's crazy. Yeah. Mm. All right. And then, yeah, do you, I don't know, that might have been before you got there, but. Can you tell us what you know about the pay by plate and how that's been going for your customer base and your your uh, integrations and staff and all that?
1: For us, it's been pretty awesome. Um, being able to move from physical permits to pay by plate, that's just been a wonderful change to our operation. We're able to cover more areas. it, it It's way more efficient. It's financially, it saves us from having all of those paper permits or or plastic permits in our inventory our 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 residents don't always like it because they want to know who's parking on their block without a permit and now they can't tell but the other thing we want to make sure that we're ensuring their safety we don't want them to confront someone because they think they're parking on their block with no permit so So far for us, it's been a really, really great change and the technology just continues to grow. So I'm all for it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I've heard that too. That is true that people love the virtual permitting. It's cheaper. It's more efficient. It's more, I would even say customer friendly, but they said the same thing. We don't like that. We used to like to (laughs) call and kind of self-regulate. Um and they mm-hmm. lost that where they see a car and it could be their neighbor who got a new car or a rental because their car's in the shop and now they're uh, unsure on that so that's interesting and I'm assuming and you it guys really use, takes I'll, I'll away from
1: those long lines that we used to have going around buildings for people coming to get their parking permits
0: oh yeah and I'm sure in the university environment for all those years you you're pretty familiar with 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 that process oh yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh that's awesome. And I know you've you've lived in a lot of cities. Tell us a little bit about Pittsburgh. What do you like about uh, just maybe just a quick minute about what you like about Pittsburgh?
1: So one thing about Pittsburgh, I think it's one of the most interesting places I've ever lived. I'm from the Bay Area in uh-huh. California. So seeing all these bridges and <laughs> the rivers, it it just looks different from anything that I've ever seen before. So mm. I've been here about four years. I'm still intrigued with the city. and what connects and how it connects and the beauty when you come out of the tunnel and you just see all the bridges in the downtown area. So,
0: Oh yeah. I was watching a movie recently. It was called, I think, Perks of Being a Wallflower, but it's filmed in Pittsburgh. And I, I remember seeing the yellow bridges and it brought me back to when IPMI was there, I believe. They, and I, we went right. to Pittsburgh Pirates game and they have one of the most beautiful stadiums, how it overlooks the river and the bridges. Oh, yeah. So I really like. I think that's such a beautiful city. So thanks for sharing. So as I said, when we started, I was fortunate to work with you on the cap board. So you talked about the exam being so hard. Tell us about what uh, getting cap meant for you. So
1: I've wanted to get my cap. I was in the uh, industry for a while before I got my cap. Um, I first tested in 2016. So I graduated in in that class, the best class there is.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Who else is in that one? Because- uh, there's always these arguments. Oh, you know
1: we always fuss about who's better and Dave will say the same thing about his group but I got to tell you I was the only girl in my class or the only lady in my class so I had all these men around. It was really it was really fun. We had a great time.
0: That's hilarious. I don't know if it could be the greatest cap class of all time if it had one lady. Come on, where's the diversity in that cap <laughs> class?
1: <laughs> That's it was funny. just the right mix. Oh <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, you. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> just the right mix. Oh,
0: that's great. But I
1: had always I had always wanted to get my cap and then I was intimidated by it and and I had gone through all the teasing from my family. Um, with them saying, talking about me going to parking conferences every year and listening to them. So what do you do? Learn how to parallel? and (laughs) So after listening to all of that, it was so nice (laughs) to be able to put that CAPP behind my signature. It really made me feel that we were doing something that that had precedence. I always had a really high opinion of parking, um, feeling as though being a part of the campus community we were the beginning and end point of someone's experience with the campus. And we were responsible for bringing those great minds together to collaborate. So that was always uh, fun. But getting that cat behind my name was really, really important to me. So far, I've maintained it. So
0: <laughs> that's really, that's hilarious, too, because I've had brothers, too, that they can't believe there's like multiple parking magazines and multiple parking. Uh, associations and conferences and organizations, and they just laugh and ask the same jokes about the who parallel parks the best. Right. <laughs> so it's a, it's a great conversation starter seeing the cap at the end of your signature, and what exactly is that? You know, it gets the gets them talking. So no, that's great, and I encourage anyone listen to get it as well because it's 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 such a great community. And um, now you are taking again this wonderful experience that you have. Taking it to the CAP board, so I don't know. Let's just talk a little bit, kind of what, what a little bit about the CAP board and um, uh, what CAP board's working on these days.
1: Yeah, it's one of the honors of working with IPMI to really be in a position to make sure that that certification maintains its relevance in the industry. We are we're recognized worldwide for parking and mobility, and the CAP board we. Our, our goal is really to make sure that we main that we maintain that high standard for the certification. It's a great group of like-minded people, and mm-hmm. anyone that will invest the time and the energy, we want to make sure that it's it's worth it for them,
0: yeah, no, absolutely. And I appreciate your service. And I know you've presented uh, with me and at the conferences. so thank you for for all you do for the cap board. And um What about, you know, again, Pittsburgh Parking Authority, like you said, with Dave and you, you guys are trailblazing. How can uh, listeners follow along if they want to see what else Pittsburgh Parking Authority is working on these days?
1: We just updated our website. So check us out at uh, PittsburghParking.com. We're constantly adding new material um, to make sure that we're putting everything out there we possibly can to give as much information.
0: Yeah, and I will put that in the show notes so listeners can check out that website. So, uh, Gwen, when you are not parking cars and your family's not giving you a hard time about your uh, parking conferences, what do you like to do for fun?
1: I have a three-year-old fur baby. Her name is Sula. Oh. Uh, She is named after uh, one of my favorite authors, Toni Morrison, um, who has a novel of that same name, Sula.
0: Sula. All right. I'll have to check out.
1: But aside from reading and hanging out with the with the golden doodle, I love traveling and exploring new restaurants in my city and, and cities around the world. So.
0: Oh no, no, that's awesome! That's yeah. a pretty neat. What kind of dog is Sula?
1: Sula is a golden doodle.
0: Oh, those are so cute! Uh, with a
1: lot of attitude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all do. I was at the dog part this week and with my dogs, and there was a golden doodle that would like because it had rained. And all the other dogs stayed clear of the mud and the owners were happy and this golden doodle was just rolling in the mud and jumping up and down. And I was like, Oh, the poor owners have to have to have well, to wash all that. So that's hilarious.
1: My dog is really a girly girl. She doesn't like getting her hair wet. Um, she wants her coat on if she has to go outside in the rain. She mm. prefers snow to rain, but <laughs> mm. and if it's too hot or too cold outside, she'd rather just stay on the couch.
0: Oh, that's great. Well, maybe if you send me a picture, I'll, I'll post it on our social media. Uh, I will Sula. definitely send you
1: a picture. <laughs> okay. She's I got a, plenty of them.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, that's great. Have you ever traveled overseas or or do you like to I travel have. in the United we're, States? Yeah.
1: We're going on a cruise this year. We're going to hit Rome and uh, then a cruise into the Greek islands. So
0: I'm looking oh. forward
1: to that. I'm doing that with a few of my sisters. I've got three of them.
0: Oh, I have three brothers, four of us, and then a sister, so five of us. So and then I have I know, one brother. I know how special brother. that is. Yeah. Oh, same as me. So you have four siblings. Yeah. Well, man, Gwen, thank you so much. Again, I knew you from the cap board, but now I feel like I know you know you. So thank you so much for uh, for uh, taking your time to share with our listeners a little bit more about you, your experience, Pittsburgh uh, Parking Authority, and the cap board. Hope you have well, a great week. Thank you week. for the
1: opportunity. It was really fun.
0: Yes, ma'am. All right. We'll, uh, we'll talk again. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by RiseTech. RiseTech's Verge data analytics and reporting platform delivers a powerful management solution with integration to your existing technologies. I've actually seen this and it's pretty cool. I hope you check it out. Learn why some of the largest cities in the United States, such as New York City, are using RiseTech to solve their parking problems. And transportation challenges at rise dot com forward slash parking podcast.